0: Hey, y'all. Before we jump into the show, we're trying to see how impactful this project is for the community, and we need to hear from you in order to find out. We've created a short anonymous survey, and for a limited time, we're offering a $10 incentive to collect your feedback. Check out our website at TwinCitiesActivismAnd.com to help us out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Activism And. The podcast where we take a look at how activism can intersect with the ways we live, work, and imagine here in the Twin Cities. We find ourselves at the crossroads, again and again at this crossroads. Podcasting justice is to juxtapose what we see with what we know. It's Activism And.
1: we invited some stem folks who i'm truly grateful for and have had to have on the show they're trying to equip our young people with getting the bag okay so i had to invite them because i know only like a part of what they do in the film i do know for certain though is that they're on a mission to help groom youth for the future of tech and science careers
0: So in this episode, we will be exploring how and why our guests entered into their roles at the Science Museum and at 30,000 Feet, the tech program. So we will talk a bit about the intersections of activism and STEM, and how our guests are getting into position to help youth get in position to make their way in the lucrative fields of STEM. So here we have it. Vanessa take it away
1: all right so I'd love to start off by like letting folks get to know you guys so if you can tell us who you are where you rep and how you living you know are you living good you're eating good you know <laughs> got a nice little family got a nice couple of roommates I know all y'all little business but I want to y'all to share y'all's business tell us how you living your best life so Francesca you want to start
2: Yeah, I'll go. Um, So, I'm Francesca. I'm with 30K Feet. Um, I'm the tech lead instructor, and I'm extremely passionate about tech, social justice, art, a lot of things. Um, (laughs) I am from New York, and I feel like I really enjoy my life, and I find joy in helping the community and um, doing things that I'm passionate about.
3: Francesca good to meet you I'm glad we're in space together um my name is Joseph Adam G and I have the honor and privilege of serving as the director for the KAYSC um you can also call me Joey and the KYC is at the Science Museum of Minnesota um I guess that's part of who I rep uh Also, just young people, mostly from St. Paul. We support kindergartners through 25-year-olds. And yeah, how am I living my best life? Well, I've got two kids, a three-year-old and an eight-month-old. So I'm living my best life (laughs) through integrating all the challenges and the opportunities and the sunshine and... Good food and cooking and enjoying coming out of COVID and Minnesota winters. So, yeah, best life is, you know, and also trying to stay grounded. So that's me. Anything else?
0: Well said. I mean, I'm feeling that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> We we're going to get a little deeper into some of those things you shared there in your how you living, because I want to know how to live like that. Um, But my question for you, let's just jump in, is the question is, what do you do? But I want to put a little twist on it. What do you do and describe it to a kindergartner?
2: Hmm. To a kindergartner? (laughs) Hmm. I would say, I think I try my best to share knowledge the best I can with young people, um, whether it's about computers and coding or just about life. Um, And I think it's important to talk to younger people and share um, experiences with them. um, Because sometimes you can talk to them all day or try to give them advice all day, but at the but sometimes sharing your own personal experiences can be the most beneficial for them. Um but besides that, I like to try my best <laughs> to teach uh coding languages like Python, um Java, or just like web development. Um so yeah, so I guess like how to build a website um and just working with computers. <laughs> I
0: really appreciate you taking that risk and jumping in because one of the things when it comes to tech, everyone always says it's so complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, So basing it in a foundational understanding of a kindergartner. But you can also share with us as well what you do, how you want to describe it to the people Mm -hmm. and people that are actually thinking about your world as a potential career. What do you do? Who?
2: I think it's an extremely creative career, um, kind of working uh, with problems and trying to problem solve um, things that are can seem complex, like algorithms or just taking real world problems and breaking it down into something that a machine can, quote unquote, fix, you know, or just trying to take something that might seem so abstract and making it tangible um, and I think it's exciting. Uh, and like I said, very creative to be able to do that. A lot of the time you can have one idea, but just multiple different paths that you can take to get there. And it's fun, like w- working on a team. Cause I think that's also a part of it. It's always teamwork and community. That's something that I think is really important when it comes to like building something. Um, but those words like creative, um, building and teamwork, they're all kind of like central parts, I guess, to what I do. And when I think of just like using technology in general,
0: Thank you. Um, and I just have to acknowledge that, you know, Joey, you got the benefit of being able to uh, hear how she framed the kindergarten question. You had a little more time <laughs> to think about it. So I'm going a, I'm to a mix it up a little bit for you, just so you don't get too comfortable, if that's okay. <laughs> um, I'm
3: ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell us, so tell us, speak to us from a middle school perspective. Uh,
3: what do? I love that you just switched that up. <laughs> uh man. Let's see, middle schooler. I would probably say What do I do? I would probably start by asking them what what annoyed them about something they had to do today or what made them frustrated with something they saw. Uh, as they went about their day, and something they wanted to change, but they might just be like, "I don't know." But no. anyway, about
0: <laughs> middle schoolers, you know.
3: <laughs> uh, but I would probably tell a middle schooler that what I do is work with really uh, powerful young people and adults who care about young people and what, what young people want to see in the world um, and help create uh, opportunities for young people and adults to learn amazing skills and work with really cool stuff <laughs> to uh, make changes to, uh, in our world. Um, to make things more just and to get things right because they've been wrong for a while so that's probably as best as i would do i don't know it's been a while though because in truth i don't work with middle schoolers directly as i used to so i don't know what middle schoolers need to hear these days in order to get on board
0: Well, now is your chance to speak to your people, to tell them, in your words, what you do, whoever it is that you want to speak to what you do. Please share with me.
3: Yeah, so I work with a a powerful group of young people and adults committed to social justice, uh, working to reform education and create new pedagogies for Teaching the skills needed for for our future uh, in STEM, uh, also training educators um, to do social justice work through the classroom and inspire purpose in our classrooms, uh, and work in community to create spaces for young people to lead and support change. and do all of that work through STEM tools, technologies, processes, uh, and, and put knowledge and, um, into young people's hands and create spaces for young people to lead change with that knowledge. Uh, and, and we also train educators who so are trying to build a movement of people doing what we call STEM justice uh, work, both in the classrooms and in the community um, to really transform how we how we see stem as a tool for change and um, transform people's notions of what young people are capable of um, and make the transformations we need for for today and into our future so i think that's what i do and i do all the behind the scenes work at this point um, trying to build bridges and leverage resources and all of that
0: that all sounds incredibly important, both of you. What you're contributing to our communities, and we really appreciate it. Um, I think I stirred the pot enough for us to open up. Uh, I'm gonna pass it off to Vanessa. Uh, I think they're prime for whatever we have for them now.
1: Oh my gosh! But, huh? Like, they answered all my questions. <laughs> so now I'm like, dang. Which one do we want to dive into a little bit more deeper? Um, but I'm glad y'all answered all my questions. That's what's up. That's what's up. Y'all efficient. That's why I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you guys already kind of said like, why you're about this life. Right. And, um, but I I want to know, like, I, I want to know more about what do you do outside of, um, this work, like for, like. I'm. I'm. I love that movie so. Y'all know that movie on Dis, that new Disney. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many pieces to all of us that that make us the great beings that we are. And and I only know one little piece of you guys. So can you um, can each of you share some some other like really important things that um, that you do outside of this work that are important to you guys?
2: Yeah. Um, for me, I find um, art really important to me. And I think that's just, it, it translates into my like career of um, finding a career where I'm still able to be creative as I am in my personal life. Um, I find that being able to express yourself and create through different mediums is really important to me. Um, so I feel like that's something I'm constantly doing, just trying to find different ways to create, whether it's with like paint or like music, things of that nature. Um, and then also trying to make something meaningful out of it. Uh, some Not all the time, like art needs to be meaningful, but I think it is important uh, to try to, uh, try to challenge thoughts or, you know, create things that are thought provoking. But yeah, I like just creating in general.
1: Oh, creative. I was hoping that you were going to tell us about your jewelry too. You already told our listeners um, on IG, but like, I can't help myself, but to make you give a shameless plug about <laughs> the other art business work that you do. Um, can you just tell us about that? I mean, that's like a, a cool side hustle. and I'm so glad that you're able to do it
2: yeah so um, I have like a Instagram page called Art by Becoming that's all about just me being creative um so sometimes there's paintings on there, sometimes there's just like things that i I've written, but then I also have been making jewelry for a while um and that was the thing, but again, like it goes from painting to just doodles to writing to jewelry. um I always tell people you know um it's just important to continue to grow and want to develop yourself as a person and not so much to, you know, put yourself in a box. Um, But again, like, I think just being able to be creative is so important to me. And I feel like tech was a way um, that I can do that as a career, you know, Um, the way like my mind works also um, and finding like the logical pieces Problem like to problem solve and putting things together was really important to me. So it's like there's like that little that bridge and connection that I think just works out great. Hmm. Oh,
0: peace together, that soul girl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Joy, you know you have to tell us about your cooking and stuff. You know you I made it. almost lunchtime and stuff. Peace, Vanessa. A piece. Vanessa
3: <laughs> come a long way since we. uh cook together
1: oh, uh, oh yeah oh, from the garden oh pick it first we had to pick out the weeds and watch the stuff grow and then oh what a process
3: <laughs> oh what a process how it's grown uh, no i really resonate with a lot of francesca what you said um creativity is definitely something that is big for me both with my kids uh, i do music uh, to process life and the world and think about and dream up the future. Um, so yeah, music and family. Um, I don't know if I figured out how to weave all of that into my work. Like you have, that's a goal. Um, but yeah. And, and I, yeah, I love to eat, so I love to cook. Try to keep my mind right, and my body right, and yeah, that fills it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good soul piece together too,
1: Tamel. <laughs> it's all like, like she said, it's all like about becoming, right? Like we have to continue to be on that journey, and I, 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 I'm so glad that we get to intertwine paths on our journeys, guys. This is so awesome. Is so, awesome.
0: so <laughs> Vanessa. Yeah, I'm wondering—is this a good time for us to jump into the word association game with our our guests? It is. I think it is. Mm. It is. So we don't want—we want to mix things up a little bit, get into your heads in a different way. So what we'd like to do is play a play a word association game where we. Share a word with you and you just respond with the first word that comes to mind. And it's OK if you both respond at the same time, because that means that you're not building off of each other. And we'll see if you all are in a psychic wave. But what I will do is I will read one and Vanessa will read one and we'll go back and forth. But just pop out what is the first thing that comes to your mind. And I will kick off with the first word. Are you all ready?
3: Yeah, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna to edit this because sometimes this game.
0: We like we like fun, Joey. We like it. We, we, we want people listening. Controversy brings <laughs> <it. There's laughs> so What's we all talk that light. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast.
1: Oh, okay. okay. <laughs>
0: All right, so let's let's go with the first one. Uh, we've been on this theme, so the first word is justice.
3: Young people.
0: For
2: all. Joy.
3: Community.
2: Happiness. Liberation. Diaspora.
3: Bridge building.
2: Protest. Now. Mm, protests. protest. Protest, protest, protest. Uh, I would say disruptive. Freedom.
3: Liberation.
2: Now. Abolition.
3: Ooh, everything.
2: Everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one more word. Growth.
2: Growth. Growth.
0: Mm. Continuous.
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> now, this final question that Marika loves to ask, and I'm laughing because we said final question by the time we ask the final question, it's like four more questions. And mm-hmm. right, they be like, you said question. <laughs> but these are some good questions, though, so they mm-hmm. have to be asked. But we're going to, I'm going to just, one final question is so you can have one final statement type stuff, you know? So what words of advice would you give someone who's just starting out on the justice journey? What should they know? What should they expect? What do you hope for them? And what's one thing you wish you had known about justice organizing and community before you started?
3: Ooh. Mm. That's a lot.
2: Joey, do you want to go first?
3: Fair.
2: <laughs> That's fair. That's
3: fair. I was going to offer, but, you know, I don't need... You know. um, can you repeat the questions?
1: Yep, yep, yep. What words of advice do you have for somebody who's starting out in their justice journey? Like, or you can even, this could be your younger self, right? Before you started out in your justice journey, what words of advice would you have? Um, what, what should you have, like, what you wish you would have known, um, and since you're in there, what do, what should somebody expect if they were to fill your shoes, right? Um, and then what do you hope for them? And then I'll stop there. And the questions are in the chat for reference as well, if you need to take a peek. Yeah, I
3: just saw that actually. I was like, maybe they're here. I just need to scroll down. Yep, there they are. But it's good to hear you say them. Also, um, I think for me, in response to those to that question, uh, I would say trust the process. Um, time will tell. Be prepared. Don't be shocked trust the process, have hope. Um, And I think in thinking about my journey, what I wish I would have known or just trusted, I think is that um, your understanding, I think I wish I would have just trusted that my understanding of my purpose in the work would evolve and grow just as I evolved and grew personally. And that not to doubt the moments where I realize you know like this work that I've been doing for social justice work is no longer the work that feels right for me in this moment, and allow yourself to pivot and redevelop kind of new uh footing under you in your work and trust that you know if you if you pay attention, you have mentors, you have people that you trust surrounding you and people you love and work with and and um are really about doing the work, then the the journey might shift, the path might change, the environment might change. But if your core stays the same, then you'll be in the right place. And so I don't know if that makes sense, but that I think has been, there've been moments where I've felt like, dang, am I losing my burned out? Am I losing blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, my core is still there and lit up. It just, I need to pivot and maybe do some different type of work that is all reaching towards the same angle um, and trust myself and trust trust signs and trust people and and um yeah, and then I think also, you know, as I've evolved on my own journey, um, you know really, at this point, I'm committed to trying to build bridges across difference, divides, fires, over the fires of our times. Um, And that feels like my work right now, whereas, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I I was not ready, interested, or willing to do that. So I think, yeah, it's a long-winded, rambling response, but that's what comes up.
2: I really resonate with um, what was said about pivoting and knowing when you know it's time to move forward or sh- or have the confidence in yourself and your abilities to know that you're taking uh, the right step even if it might be like risky or you might be unsure um i really resonate with that because <laughs> that's how i got this role um i was kind of tired of working at like a big corporation not doing something that i was really passionate about you know like i was i'm passionate about technology and doing the the actual coding and stuff but there's a lot of me that cares about community and social justice and i figured i don't care that we're in a pandemic i'm gonna take that risk and just leave and thankfully this opportunity was right there you know like immediately there and i think it's because of like being able to take that risk and um be sure of myself um but besides that i would say. I would tell young people to make mistakes and try their best. Uh, Cause I think you learn the most from mistakes and being afraid of failing or making mistakes will never help. You know, like you don't learn and you don't grow from just constantly succeeding. You need to have those low moments to bring yourself back up and to, you know, grow and gain those really important or learn from those really important lessons. And I would also tell them to expect, uh, like, feeling unsure of yourself, but knowing that that's part of it, you know? Like, when you're constantly learning new things, you will not ever feel like you know anything. Um, but then until you take a step back, you know, so maybe document your milestones, maybe keep a journal of your accomplishments so you can look back and see what you've done and say, oh, okay, it yeah. feels like nothing... I, I, I haven't been doing anything. Meanwhile, you could look back and say, oh no, like a year ago it's it was completely different and I am doing good and I'm, you know, constantly growing and constantly moving forward. Um, but you know, like you reap what you sow, you know, put in that effort and rely on community, rely on um, your support system to have your back and just try your best. Mm. You are really speaking to my younger
0: self right now <laughs> because in STEM, um, nobody else else was out there to point the path. I didn't have folks to look to. And so like you were saying, Joey, that you don't always know if you're on the right path and you can't look to others because nobody's been there before. Mm. So that intuition piece and understanding that it changes and pivots, it, it speaks to truth about how we have shown up in STEM, mm-hmm. how we've STEM has opened up and how we are here now talking and potentially influencing and forming another generation. So i am really, uh, my little, my earlier person really appreciates the grown you right now for saying that, thank you. Yes, yeah.
1: There's just
3: something say- else that, that Francesca, as you were speaking resonated and reminded me or just like was clear in my head was like expect it all to feel like a roller coaster and enjoy the ride. Yep. Like, and I think the point you said about journaling and tracking kind of your journey and your experience of it and your successes and your failures and what you learn from it, like having the, yeah, that's, that's critical because I can be in a low spot on the roller coaster ride and look back at a journal from maybe when I was coming out of a low spot and be like, "Yep, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Cause like tomorrow's a new day and I'll be on my way up. Um, you know, just anyway. Yeah.
1: Yes. Soon. Oh my gosh. Okay. Speaking <laughs> of art, I love comics and I want this story to be a comic. Just this little part where it's like, oh shoot, I'm scared. Oh no, what's about to happen on the roller coaster. <laughs> but then when you get down and you make it like, yes, I'm going to do that. Again. <laughs> oh my god the wildness is my favorite hands
0: thrown up in the air hands thrown up in the All air right. yeah, like after, it, give it, give it, it away it Yeah,
1: away. you're like oh okay this is fun now a little bit yes yeah. <laughs> yes that's what's up well as we close out um, we just want to ask um, you to just finish the statement in my lifetime I so you would just say in my lifetime I and then finish what you'd say
3: In my lifetime, well, so can I preface by saying that this is from a fortune cookie that was so on point? your
0: story. You tell Uh your story.
3: (laughs) story. (laughs) (laughs) So my long-winded response to that prompt is that I had one of those nights where a fortune cookie was exactly on point. So i talking about journaling. I taped it into my journal uh, and it says, Good work, good life, good love, goodbye oppression.
0: Mm. Wow! Who wrote that fortune? Right? right? Like, has anybody <laughs> ever seen a fortune? <laughs> Come through fortunes, Come <laughs> through fortunes. That's our new company,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> that is a good thing. What you call it? So that's it. it. <laughs> that was- Wait, All you- that. Can you say it, like, in my lifetime, I... Because, like, that's a vibe. One more time. All
3: right, all right, all right. The short version now. Yes, the shortened version. Now it disappeared.
1: (gasps) Oh, never mind. That's all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Here we go. Oh, okay, never mind.
3: In my lifetime, I will have good work, good life, good love, And say goodbye oppression.
0: Yay! Yes.
2: Snaps. (laughs) Francesca, what about for you? Um, in my lifetime I want to see a world with actual liberation, a world that we have been trying to imagine and see it happen, like in my lifetime. And I also personally would like to um, inspire and impact as many people as possible to just be their truest self and to um, reach their maximum potential and have fun enjoying this human experience.
3: (laughs) Mm. Love that.
0: Let there be fun and joy, yes. So we also want to hear specifically from our guests today about the impact of BIPOC people in STEAM jobs. So I wanna ask you the question, how can STEAM jobs actually help lead change in our communities?
2: Um, I think there are a lot of things that if you are not from this community, you're just not thinking about, you know? there's a difference between knowing about certain issues and living through them and experiencing them. And I think when you are a BIPOC person living through everyday life and you are in tech, there are certain issues that you will just naturally see. And um, that when these these fields are not as diverse, they just don't get they just don't get addressed. So, and that's why we end up seeing um, issues. When it comes to AI, when it comes to just natural discrimination, that's just embedded in that, in AI, without, you know, it's not people implicit or explicitly trying to have biases. It's just people are not thinking about certain things. The easiest or quickest example I can think about is is how, you know, those like when you wash your hands, sometimes people with darker skin, their hands are not registered as being under the faucet you know and it's like that's a simple thing that could have been fixed <laughs> if you literally just had a person with darker skin there to say hey you know like this doesn't work as easily because you guys probably tested on lighter complexions to the point that you're not realizing that darker skinned people are having a an issue here um but it's also just having a diverse a diverse population of brains, you know? Like having different people with different ideas, with different experiences just breeds better innovation. Um, and I think la- having a lack of diversity just harms everything in general. And I think there are just so many benefits that come from adding more people from marginalized communities, because especially in a time like this, where at this point there's probably more tech roles than people applying to them. Mm-hmm. And the problem there is like, how do you have so many jobs that people want, but can't take because you're not reaching out to these communities or these communities don't feel comfortable enough to enter into these spaces. So,
0: and I, I appreciate that. I also want to point our listeners to the work of Joy Boulamwini out of MIT um, doing the facial recognition technology. She called all the tech companies out, uh, Facebook, Google and others, for the fact that facial recognition technology does not read or see black women of darker complexion or can't distinguish gender. And so... Joy Boulamwini was actually just featured in a award-winning documentary, Coded Bias. So if folks haven't checked it out, it is streaming on Netflix. Um, It's another uh, point of entry into what you are talking about, Francesca. (laughs) Joey, I know you're bursting at the seams to weigh in on the question, how can STEAM jobs lead change in our communities? Like you're doing the work.
3: Yeah, my mind is swimming in response to that question. Um, But I think there's a number of things. Um, I think Francesca's points about diversity being a simple solution to mitigating and preventing some of these silly issues with tech and, and and how they work or don't work for black and brown people is, you know, even nature can show us, right? Like biodiversity is how we be how we are healthy. So our systems are unhealthy right now because of right. Biodiversity. Um. And and what they produce is is not nutritious either because of that lack of diversity. So, um, there's that. I mean, at the Science Museum and the Kitty Anderson New Science Center, we talk about representation as being an issue, right? And representation is an issue because opportunities are not coming into Black and Brown communities. Young people are not aware of or have the networks to navigate those opportunities. Uh, And we're doing that work to address representation issues. Uh, Our country needs it. Our viability on the international stage to continue being a leader in various fields is dependent on our ability to do education right and do education right by Black and Brown young people who are making up the majority of our current and future populations. So there's there's a number of reasons why it needs to happen from a global standpoint, from an individual standpoint, from an economic opportunity standpoint. Um, so we talk about representation in that way and, and how increased representation of women and people of color in the STEM fields is going to make what the STEM fields produce more relevant for our current and future populations. But then we also talk about, in the KYC, this notion of moving beyond diversity. And, and beyond representation into saying that we need to also equip our young people, not only with the skills, but with the consciousness needed to navigate mm-hmm. white spaces um, and, and, and the consciousness to be able to do that in their own power and, and authentically in their power. Um, and then furthermore, if we have people with the consciousness and commitment to social justice in the scientist positions, in the leadership positions within these industries, in our community leadership positions, then what we produce and what the STEM industries produce is going to not be doing harm, right? So right now we not only have an issue of a lack of opportunity and representation, but we also have some of the STEM industry perpetuating harm and injustice in the name Mm -hmm. of STEM. And that's not okay either. So there are a a number of, of unacceptable norms that we've accepted and shifting um how we educate how we prepare how we open doors and opportunities and then how our businesses do business is a holistic approach to 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 something to a lot of things uh, we believe in the KYC so again a ramble but i think that captures
0: So so I think we would be in capable hands if we put you in charge, both of you in charge of a budget and committee to make that happen. So we now grant you twenty four million dollars to get that done in the next two years. Uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, Grant is pending, of course.
3: One other thing to add, I think, just to getting to what some of Francesca's points about, like the nature of some of, of, of STEM that you brought up before is like, one, STEM is about innovating, right? And problem solving. And we have a lot of problems to solve and a lot of innovation that we need. And two, the sciences are the place where we can re-educate about the power of failure. And I think right now, so many of our systems are failing our young people and we're internalizing that failure And the sciences can be a space to open the door of like the power of failure, because that's how you innovate. And that's how you Mm -hmm. prototype and develop and create uh, solutions to problems. And so I think there's just a lot of power in the very nature of STEM to redefine and reclaim um, a lot uh, of language. And then you get into like the power to, to reclaim STEM in terms of indigenous cultures. And all of us come from ancestors who did STEM. We just didn't call it STEM. And so if we can reclaim that, we can also reclaim culture. And so anyway, rambling, but there's a lot there about, about how STEM and STEAM can can lead change.
1: Um, STEAM forward, like a train, this is awesome. Like That's just like, yes, exactly. Y'all hit it on the nail. And as Marika said, um, Yep. Um, Government funds shall be granted in the near future. I'm going to speak life to that because um, we do have some reworking and reimagining and continued activism and organizing to do. So thank y'all so, so much for joining us on this podcast. Y'all were some awesome um, guests as our other ones, but I was like, super thirsty to be like i need that francesca and when when um when sarah said joey i was like oh yeah and
2: francesca this show gonna be bomb (laughs) thank you for having us
0: until next time this has been activism and you today's episode was produced by the team at activism and made possible through a grant from the national science foundation
3: This has been a science production.